And now, Jabroni Studios, in association with Big Herm Productions, is proud to present to you, recording from an undisclosed location in Oakdale, Connecticut, it's Chris Burns, it's Chris Lynch, this is Dysfunction Junction. Welcome everybody, once again, to Dysfunction Junction. My name is Chris Burns, my co-host. Chris Lynch. And producer extraordinaire, the man with no hair. Hello, hello. It is Big Herm, Michael Herman. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing all right, man. My favorite holiday's coming up. Yes. Oh, I am so looking forward to Thanksgiving. Fat Boy Christmas is Thursday. <laughs> Pretty much. And I am going Fat Kid Jones all the way. After a rough week, though, uh, we had so much fun. We had some good feedback from last week. We came to a fork in the road, and like Yogi Berra says, we took it. <laughs> so instead of going the original route, we're going to push that off till next week. The subject being, can you get a fair trial in America in the age of social media, 24-hour news cycle, black lives matter, ranch dressing lovers, whatever the fuck. I don't think you can, but we're definitely going to talk about it next week. Yes, well, and I, we've got a very special guest coming in, too. And, and a lot has happened in the last, uh, actually, two weeks mm-hmm. since we formulate, formulated this plan. And I think that makes a huge difference in what the content we're going to create and bring to the table. Absolutely. So... But we're going to stave that off. I, I think the more educated we are with our responses and our and our critiques and our 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 thoughts, I think it'll be a more impactful episode. I don't want to be educated. I want to be hot. I want to I want to be pissed off. But I'm still going to bring the facts to the table. Of course, facts are always their greatest thing. Speaking of facts, the fact is, do we have any quick hits this week? I did. But we kind of shelved that because it went uh, went upon the the other topic. The other topic. Okay. Um, I'll just say my quick hit is what the 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 Rittenhouse verdict. It, it's a nation divided again. Of course. And um, you don't have to agree with what I say. You don't have to agree with it. What Chris says or Mike says, it's a ma- oh shit, that was me. Sorry. Um, Are you ESPNing? It was. ESPN. God damn it! Checking my fucking fo- fantasy football, I'm motherfucker. Have to put an on the air like right, right behind. I notice have, my I shit's take on. That, I can take that sign out out the hallway that says bar and put it over here and just click it. My on. shit, my shit's on vibrate. I want you to know. Um, but no, anyway, nobody um, loves me, so it doesn't fucking matter. Hold on, I'll send oh, you a text. We we love you. Um, but no, I, I, I think we have a lot to learn from what came of that verdict. And uh, I don't know. <clears throat> For as much as you, as you didn't love Trump, or as much as you love Trump, I think, I ha- hate to admit it, he was right about the way that all went down yeah and i I, can't disagree with that and i I feel that again every every case like this turns into a division of nation and it shouldn't be like that we we should talk uh, what do i always say talk about it educate each other but that but that's the division that's that's the division it is but it isn't because we can agree to disagree no we we can but we 
That's a polite way to do it. But the fact is, is we still disagree. Just because we agree to not fight about it doesn't mean it changes anybody's position on anything. Well, and, and my point to that, Mike, is <clears throat> how does violence solve violence? Dude, there's an existentialist explanation for that. <laughs> I mean, this is the United States. We want we, the Herminator. We, I we, want the Herm. Okay, so since the since the inception of the country, the the founding of the country, we've pretty much been at war with somebody for 200 fucking plus years. And I don't... It's just, just the way it works around here. And, and That's the world. It's everywhere in the world. It's just the world. Everybody has a different fucking opinion, and they've got weapons. There's a, there, we, we, there, all, we can't all sit around a fire, sing fucking kumbaya. It just doesn't work. There's and I, I don't, many... I don't expect us to. And this is the, this is my point: is that there's a 200 layer fucking pie here, where you have so many opinions and so many feelings and so many um, ideologies behind what what's going on in the country right now. And it will, once you kind of whittle it down to the ones that mean the most of the country and how, how we can kind of just work through it and, and do the right thing. You go from 200 to 20 and and just kind of fight the 20. The one thing on this subject, who decides what the 20 are because your 20 aren't my 20 and they're not Chris's 20 and they're not Joe blows 20, but we may have 15 that are the same, but we might have three that are the same, True, but it doesn't make me, respect you any less no it doesn't but it makes it extremely difficult with the 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 the, ex- the extreme right and left for shit to get done all right they Every, have to come to the oh, middle the the far right and the far left are too busy blaming the other complete opposite side everybody in the middle is blaming everybody i'm just sitting back and watching the world burn well, and, and right. that's and, and, kind and, of where and, I'm at right now because um, who were we talking about last night? Who were we talking about last night? Uh, Ahmed Arbery? No. Kyle Rittenhouse? No. John um, Schneider? The the broadcaster. Which broadcaster? Fuck. Why am I, why am I drawing well, a Fuck blind? if I know. Anyway, listen. Um, Because everybody expected me to talk about this as... You know, the weekend went on and I was, people were liking the show and so, so you're going to talk about Rittenhouse? I'm going to try not to, but Chris kind of broke the dam on that one. The one thing I always tell people in all of these cases, especially with Kyle Rittenhouse, I could go back to Brett Kavanaugh, I could go to Bill Cosby, they need their day in court. God bless Bernie Getz. (laughs) (laughs) Amen to that. But... I always say to them while they're you know, while they're saying, "Oh, before the trial even started, Kyle Rittenhouse was a vigilante. Kyle Rittenhouse was a white supremacist. Kyle Rittenhouse was this. What if it were your brother? What if it were your husband? What if it were your father? Would you still be on your thumb, twenty-four inch pythons on your social media gimmick, calling your brother? You know, my brother's been uh, accused of sexual improprieties. Oh, he's a jerk. Fuck him. No, you'd probably defend your brother. Well, and, uh, we were talking about Ben Shapiro." Yes, that's that's the the guy we were talking about. And fucking love Ben Shapiro, Jewish Beavis. As much as 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 he is so fucking smart, and and he know, I love it when he owns people in in those 
open forum discussions. Oh yeah, like the socialist guy or the, uh, the transgender so- girl. Yeah. Oh my god! It fu- and the the look on their faces when when he's done, and they try to retort. Mm-hmm. It's backpedaling the entire way, and I I I that's the way you handle this shit. Present the facts. Don't present your fucking opinion. Yeah. Present the facts. And that's the entire thing about the Rittenhouse thing is that the facts were fucking distorted by yeah. the media. I, and again, this is a pin on this discussion for another day. I don't want to uh, pollute this podcast with this negativity. I want to I want to encourage the positive shit we're talking about tonight. Okay. I like it. Herm, you're about to make a point before we... Wrap this up. I don't remember what my point was, to be honest. <laughs> the point <laughs> is... The point of my If you head. are anywhere near southeastern Connecticut on Thursday, Herm has got the biggest fucking corned beef slab in the oh, history just, of corned beef I slabs. Yeah, we're, we're not, it's not just a corned beef. We're, we're going to turn that corned yes, beef uh, into a homemade, hand-rubbed, wood-smoked... Full pastrami, eighteen pound pastrami, and I, when you're done eating it, you will be yeah. hand rubbed just yeah, as yeah. well. I, I actually uh, have a contact that worked at Katz's Deli. Oh Jesus Christ! York, and I actually have a handwritten copy of their pastrami rub. Ooh, so oh that's God. what we'll be doing. We'll be doing basically a Katz's Deli, <clears throat> eighteen pound. I feel pastrami. bad for any of you who don't know where Herm lives because. I'm taking the long way home from Uncasville <laughs> no, and my, on my, Thursday. And not to be, not, my in-laws have already bought a 22-pound turkey, so I, I'm also... I'm, I'm going to be turkeyed out. I'm coming for the pastrami, and if there's a happy ending involved, I'm okay. I don't have and a I'm quick hit this week. I'm leaving for the cannoli. Week. Yeah, right? <laughs> Take the gun, leave the cannoli. I don't have a quick hit this week because I've told that fucking jacket story a hundred times this week. People love it. So, guys, if you want to hear the jacket story... I will tell the jacket story next week. You guys have heard it. Yes, I have. I have. Yes. And like Lynch says, let's get, it's a it's a funny story, but it, it kind of I'll be making fun of someone who, let's be clear, he needs to be made fun of. But we changed the rules today. And, and just a, a I'm bit, sorry, you're gonna bit. say it, it, just one thing. I want to say this week. I want to say Happy Thanksgiving to all our listeners, to every one <clears> of us. Absolutely. This is one of my favorite holidays. This is honestly the holiday that I give a shit about. This has always been a tradition for Megan and I, and we either do a Friendsgiving, which Chris has been to. Yes. Um, We do a family Thanksgiving, and this year we're going to East Coast Canine Rescue President's house for her Thanksgiving. Um, We're fostering a puppy. <laughs> yeah, that that's been that was fun last night. <laughs> I can imagine five hours like yep 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 yep. Oh God! Yeah, you know so, what? You know what that dog needs? <clears throat> that dog needs one of these gimmicks right here, dude. Let me tell you. All right, so I oh, and just so you guys know, if you hear that sound later in the show. It's because Lynch is rambling on like a fucking idiot. <laughs> All right, and so we called it. Let's go to the positive feedback real quick before you finish your story. A lot of a lot of new listenership this week that have told me it was the first time they were listening. They had a great time. You know, we're keeping the focus. Everybody is more engaged with the show versus previous entities that I've worked with, even the racing show. They're like, you know, you guys are you're staying on focus, but 
your friend has has a penchant to ramble, doesn't he? I'm like, oh god, I don't know how to stop him. The time he doesn't give a fuck about the timer to him. Time is a construct that has been invented by the white man. It's a human it's construct. Holding it him doesn't da- exist. It's holding him down. So somebody said, Yo, you know what you should do? You should get one of them little buzzers like they used to be in the taboo game. I'm like, I wonder if they have an app for. They do have an app for that. I just downloaded it. All right. So in my defense, <laughs> Chris has known me for twenty. <laughs> fuck you. Chris has known me. <laughs> For 20 fucking years, and he knows how I, he knows how my, my mind works. And when I am passionate about a subject, subject and I have thoughts to say, I'm going to lay it all, all out the table. Yep, and you know you're in for it when he says, hey, can I call you? I need 10 minutes of your time. Hour, half later. Yeah, 90 minutes later. Like, in, But it's a deep, good conversation. And, and it, it invokes more conversation about other things and it, it it shows that i give a shit about the person i'm talking to yeah i'm gonna give you that one but we take a quick break and we come back our surprise I'm gonna, I'm gonna say one thing what are you gonna say really quick just popping it in um by the time you guys are hearing this it if you're listening to this tomorrow is thanksgiving okay um from the heart take a minute Spend the holiday with the people you love. Take a minute. Be thankful. Um, it's been a rough year, and we've all gotten through it somehow, and we're still fucking here. So um, take a minute. Be thankful just for the fact that you're here. You've made it. You've survived. Because um, we're, we're kind of going through a little bit of um, a little bit at the house. Uh, Jen's mom is is this might be her last set of holidays right so um there's a lot going on emotionally this holiday season and i just want you guys to all take a minute and look around the room and make sure you love everybody and you're thankful and we just i hope everybody has a great great holiday tomorrow there's nothing i can say that can top what you guys said so what they said Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, tomorrow. But after a quick break, we're going to come back with the mystery topic. Welcoming everybody back to Dysfunction Junction. The fork in the road we came to, and this was, cripes, was it 10 o'clock last night, gentlemen, that this was thrown onto the table? Yeah, all the good shit happens after 10 o'clock. I'm going gonna, gonna to preface this by saying I was sitting watching YouTube videos because the Sunday night game was ass. I was almost getting ready to masturbate at the library. <laughs> I thought the library closes at 6. It does, but I was still there. Oh, good <laughs> granny. Fred the janitor loves you, by the way. He said hi. Oh, um, I'm not supposed to be there anymore, but tell him I said hi. He misses your soft touch. Correct. <laughs> He misses the toilet paper I threw on the ceiling, and it would stick. Okay, so I'm watching YouTube videos, and I'm just going. I have it on a shuffle of all the stuff that I've looked up over the years, and certain singers came up, and I'm like, "Ooh, underrated singers would be a fantastic way to keep the positivity going from last week, not stepping on next week's very, you know." Intelligent conversation and that we're going to have. Not stepping on Joey's thing. Yes, because yes, I did exactly. call Joey Casada last night to try to clear this. He couldn't answer. I was supposed to call him back today. So if you get a chance, top five with Joey Casada, really good show. You'll love it. He has all sorts of weird. I listen to all of them, even though I could give a fuck about Led Zeppelin albums or Star Wars, whatever. But I listen to all of them because Joey's my friend. And tip of the hat, we're doing a top three tonight, and it's underrated singers. 
And because we are men amongst men, we're going to allow ladies first because we do believe in chivalry and fuck you feminazis. So I'm going to point to Lynch. Lynch, kick it off. Number three, most underrated female vocalist. Lita Ford. Almost made my list. Close my eyes forever. So she started her career with the Runaways, and she was pigeonholed into that like girl band thing, and then she went from pop rock to, you know, from Cherry Bomb to Close My Eyes Forever with Ozzy. Her vocals on that song are fucking tight and phenomenal. I I, I, I can't... I, I, I can't... It's not for discussion. Had me. she made my list, and she was very close, the song <clears throat> I would have chosen, you've chosen, was it Close My Eyes Forever as yeah. the clip? Yeah. Mine would have been from the next album up, Hungry. Hungry is a great song, too. And it, it, I was a t- it, it's a very big toss-up for me. I love her. I think she's a really talented artist. I think she's very underrated, and I think she was very overlooked in her time. Um, again, she started the run. She was a founding member of the runaways. Mm-hmm. And y- you look at the lineup of the runaways, um, Joan Jett, Joan Jerry Jett, Curry, Lita jo- Ford, Cher- Cherry Bomb, Hollywood. So Queen. Bad when Cher- I was that age, you Cher- know, uh, the, the dirty deeds video was the one that made me want to squeeze the cheese to her. Joan Jett. That is. Oh, okay. Ooh. But you look at what the Runaways did. Cherry Bomb Hollywood, Queens of the Noise, um, and a cover version of Velvet Underground Rock and Roll. Mm -hmm. I mean, those are really tight songs. And her vocal talents, and she's a great guitarist as well. Yeah, and the girls were all talented, but a lot of those choices are... You have to point to Kim Fowley at this point, the manager of the band. And he was instrumental. He was instrumental in in those... They were good. They became great under Fowley. Yes. So, to that point, my toss-up between was Lita Ford or Joan Jett. Mm -hmm. I mean, they both had... Joan Jett was more commercially successful through her entire career, but I go against the underdog. Yeah, which is my number three is an underdog as well. And Lita Ford was the underdog in that race. And I love her. I think she's amazing. And uh, I think she deserves more kudos than she has given. Great pick. Harm, you want to throw your number three out there? Uh, I don't have a number three for the ladies. Okay. This is all you guys. I'm just kind of commenting. I got a couple that I might throw in for the dudes okay. later. But. This wasn't even a choice for me. This woman had to be in my top five because she can sing. She can growl. She can scream. She can do anything you want. We're going way back. I picked Jeanette Napolitano from Concrete Ooh, Blonde. Holy that crap. That is some good shit and when right you, there. And, and, wow. and, the, and the example wow. I'm going to give to you guys is their hit, Joey. Joey. First time I heard Concrete Blonde, I didn't think it was a woman. 
Then you see the music video, right. and I'm like, okay. So when Bloodletting came out, early 90s, I ran out and bought it. And that song, Joey, it's, it's a deeper meaning than, you know, just, hey, I love this guy, Joey, who's been drinking a lot. It could You could put that to anybody who's got a problem with addiction. Right. And the lyrics hit you hard. You know, my daughter loves that song. And, you know, because I had it on shuffle and she's reading the lyrics. She goes, Dad, this is deep. I'm like, no shit. Dad doesn't listen to shit. Well, I, I did listen to Nickelback once. It was the worst five minutes of my life. Best band and ever. I had to throw that in because... Uh, Corporate Tim, rock does have its place. Tim Beth it and Josh Tim Beth and Josh Damble gave me a whole lot of shit this weekend about my anti Nickelback stance. So as they say in my country, if you like Nickelback, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, Jeanette Napolitano easily I, I moved her like three different times, but I settled on number three. Okay. And she deserves that spot. Cool. That's a really And the great fact choice. that it popped both of you guys made it a good thing. No, I I Love concrete. I love them to death. They're a very solid choice, and they're different. That's what I like. <clears throat> well, and it it was indicative of the times of what was out there in the early nineties to grungy, sorrowy. Grungy. I was gonna say it's kind of that grungy, slight. It was punk just influence. below grunge, but just yeah, above was, pop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was. It was just. It was edgy. grop. It was well, grop. <laughs> it was just edgy enough. That none of the the top forty stations wanted to touch it, but when they did, it was the, it could appeal to the Pearl Jam folks, yes, and it yes. could appeal to the Mariah Carey folks, yep, right? Yeah, yep. right. she you was could, that you good. Could, you could yeah. find you could find people that liked the music, but the the people at the record companies were kind of like you're a little too far right or left of center for us to push you down. But the that's middle. sometimes what it takes to make a record hit. This is true. This All is right, true. this is very true. All right, Lynch. Moving on, number two. All right, so this was another toss-up. Um, Stevie Nicks. Nice. All right. Um, <clears throat> pretty much anything she sings is amazing. My favorite song is Landslide. Well, I've been afraid of changing Cause I've built my life around you But time makes you bolder Even And reason being, her her partner at the time. Yep, they were kind of on the outs. You can say his name. I don't want to. Can you but, say a letter in his name? <laughs> but, ow, ow! but how dude, long? She, dude, she she made him play on the record. She she humped everybody else in the band while blowing blowing coke, and then wrote songs about how much of an asshole Lindsey Buckingham Bucky, really uh, all fucking right, was. All right, all right, it's I'll, not like he's gonna sue you. Look, come on. The rest of the entire fucking world knows the story, baby. Just go with it. But I think she blew Christine McVie too. <laughs> but I, I mean, it. The song tells a very good story. Um, it shows how she her perspective of her place in the band at that time where you know she she exposes all her faults and her nerves and doesn't have any regret, regrets about it she's brutally honest and that's and, refreshing and and, and, and her, but her as far as performance it's amazing really oh, absolutely really really great really pick, really great good pick. All right, so my two and one are both future ex-wives. I'm letting you know that now. 
already know this. And number two, much like and, and all three have a theme. They can sing beautifully, but they can rock out, and they can belt it, and they can scream. But when they sing, it's just beautiful, beautiful music. And I'd be remiss if I didn't put the future Mrs. Burns, Lizzie Hale, on this list. No. And I could pick any song from the catalog, but I'm picking one because it has very special meaning to me, and it's Dear Daughter. The, the lyrics of the song is just telling little girls, hey, you're going to go through this world, you're going to have pain, but you know what? At the end of the day, get up, put on your big girl pants, you're going to kick ass, and you're going to do it. Um, it it's, a, it's an uplifting message, and I, I have a daughter. I've never grown up as a girl or lived my life as a girl, but there are lyrics that I can identify with in that song that makes it that much more special to me. It's a great song. And... I, you know, I fight with Emma all the time when she finally gets married. So, Dad, do you want to dance to Dear Daughter or this one or that one? And I'm like, dude, there's there's really no choice. It's Dear Daughter. That's what that song means to me. It's that good. Lizzie is just an amazing vocalist, hell of a guitar player, and she has legs for days. Not not a great rack. Oh, yeah. Not a great rack. She's got she's not got Lita Ford up top, but I can look past that. Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. All right. Number one underrated female vocalist. For me, Pat Benatar. I avoided Pat like the plague for a lot of reasons because I think she gets a lot of praise for her vocalist. But she fought through the trenches to get where she was for many, many, many fucking years. If you don't pick the song from The Legend of Billie Jean, I'm going to stab you right here. Love is a Battlefield. All right, I'll buy it. So that was a really, really good song. So, like that, and, and it's iconic for guys our age. Mm-hmm. MTV, the video, the um, imagery, and just the again, girl on the bus, the girl coming home, the girl smacking the pimp. Uh, it, it tells a story. That shimmy shake. <laughs> yeah. In the we yeah. are young. <laughs> shake a shake a shake a. Again, she 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 fought her way to get to where she was at that point in. In life, that what was that? Nine eighty. Love is a battlefield. Eighty three. Eighty two. Eighty three. Yeah, give or take. Um, previous to that, she she had some songs. They weren't like as popular as that. They didn't explode like this one did. That put her on the map. Not that she was underrated, but she was underappreciated. Okay. Yes. That, that fantastic that, choice of words. Yeah. And the appreciation factor on most of my picks are well, ex- minus. Maybe one or two. I have some like bonus f- features. All right, when we get through with the yeah. with the, but, the um, male singers, we'll come back and circle around. But I think that she, the underappreciation for her is to what her level of um, skill was prior to that was the same as that song. 
she put her heart and soul to every fucking song she did. Absolutely. And we haven't matched a pick yet, so that's good. That's really good. I thought uh, we're like going to open this up. Like I told you, I thought we were going to we were going to match on a lot of a lot of picks. Maybe on the male side. The female side it's the a male wide side, open. The male side I'm probably going to fucking surprise you on. I hope I surprise you too. You might. But all right, we're going to go to my number 1, um not a very well-known band and it's a dual singer band. She's one of the singers and whether it's you know, working with Dave Mustaine on a Tulaman or doing, oh. or doing the cover of, and this is going to be my pick, in the cover of Enjoy the Silence, Christina Scabia from Lacuna Coil. <sighs> she's beautiful. She's got pipes for days. When she sings, she's an angel. When she screams, you know it. And when she's a little rough, it, it just, here, just, here, it's going to go off the rails. So I'm calling Audible. Originally, I was going to say enjoy the silence, but when she joins in with Dave Mustaine on A Tula Monde. amazing and when dave does that song with megadeth it's awesome now you add this female with these pipes of gold it just made the song that much better in my opinion there was a re-release in about i want to say 2015 or so yes oh my god so good and she's not bad to look at even at even at look i'm 48 she's 47 she still looks like she's in her early 30s she's Gorgeous. So that was another uh, nail biter for me because I love that song with yeah. her. Well, a Tula Monde or Enjoy the Silence? A Tula Monde. I almost had, what was the other one I had written down? See if I can see it through. Uh, Layers of Truth, which I love. That's a good song as well. Um, yep. she, she was another pick for me, but I'm like, you know, I'm going with older school classic. Mm-hmm. classic. But I think you and I match on these picks for one reason. When you hear the any one of our picks sing... The hair on your you arm get stands pri- up. Yeah, you get you get the pricklies. You get the pricklies on your arm. Yep, and you get it, the shiver up the up your spine. And were you? Did you go to the uh, metal show with Megadeth at Mohegan with us? Megadeth, Black Label Society. Uh, yes, Dave Draymond. Uh, Newstead was there. Yeah, Newstead. Yeah. Very underrated. You know, you could have just asked me. I'd have reached in. I know. We're, All good. Right. we're doing a thing. We're doing a thing. But <clears throat> I've seen Megadeth. I want to say a dozen times in my lifetime. I've probably seen him four or five. My favorite song is Enter Sandman. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying. Like, Cheers to you, my friend. Just as a footnote, as an underrated live band, Megadeth is the fucking shit. It, it, it's, it shows you that the sum is greater than the parts. Dave Mustaine, really good guitar player. Ellison, really good bassist. God rest his soul, Nick Menza was a great drummer. He was. And then your rhythm guitarist was whoever they picked that day. Marty Friedman was there for a long time. Marty. Doing rhythm and lead. He was a great lead player. All right, so there's a Marty Friedman album. Oh, shit. I, I should have wrote it down. But there's a Marty Friedman album that he did with a organist that is fucking amazing. I'll look it up. And... It, it just gives gives you a better appreciation for how talented he was. Okay. They, that band is talent 100%. Absolutely. You got anything to throw in here, big guy? Nope. Nope. I'm listening. Just All listening right. Tonight. So we're going to we're gonna move on to the men. 
I'm heavy on the hip hop. You know that. So. I know. Oh, I, 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 I have hip hop choices. I will so. tell you, Flavor Flav, just outside my top three. Way outside my top three. Way. I'm talking like in the 200s. Horrible. Yeah, I'm just, but I'm busting no, your chops. that's my issue. Is but that, LL could sing his ass and off. And, and that was my issue in doing in doing this, was that um, I have a very hip hop perform uh, influenced playlist. And, and, and it's not to say that I don't listen to rock and roll and all the other stuff. But most of the non-hip-hop music I listen to, most of the singers are good singers. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm, uh, a lot of the stuff I like, a lot, a lot of 70s stuff, but there, that was the 70s was beautiful for singers and songwriters. Absolutely. Um, so like just about anybody that came out was a decent lyricist. Um, so this was very hard for me. Like I said, I could come up with a dozen performers that just... And maybe that's a, 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 a you know topic I mean? for and, another and, time. And, and because I classify, I don't classify rap music and all of the new tech music and the trap. I don't count it the same as organic mu- organic instrument music. Um, but see, it's, I had an argument with someone for years I, about I, this. And I count it as a completely different genre. All right, I'm not saying it doesn't have its value. <clears> I'm not saying it's any less. I'm just saying that I hold music played with organic instrumentation. Even if it's an electronic drum set that somebody is playing, I hold the the the, the musician value at a little bit better level than a couple of guys in a studio that put a beat together. Right. I'm They're, not saying any... And look, here's where shit goes sideways with me and a lot of these, you know, house music, whatever the fuck. I love house music simply because it's not, there isn't a lot of, it's, it's a lot of electronic, but then they actually meld the actual. Right. But going to your point and, and, and here's where I'm going with this is that, you know, like you said, it's just not some dude in a garage making a beat. You know, some of these people work long and hard on their craft, not to say that the house and the trap and all these people have not. But when you said the word organic, my dick got hard, my dick got hard. Somebody's got to pick <laughs> picket strings and figure out no that note's not fucking yeah we right. need it in G. They're not. They're not. They don't. With with the newer electronic music, it's all done on a sequencer. It's really easy. You set a beat. That's it. You're not. I you're, knew we'd get them. I knew we'd get them. You're finding a, a a sample that you like that works with the feel of the, the the song, and you're sliding it in. You're not actually being like, dude, this song needs something, and. Fucking picking at strings for three hours. I gotta call an audible real quick. Until you mine. get the, the right lift, the right riff. You know what I mean? Think about just musicians that put a song together and the song's not right. Everything's great, dude, but what's wrong? The bass line. Play with it. Right. The dude goes in his room and uh, somewhere, and for three days he plays with different. And he shit, finds that and note. He finds that one fucking four note line. All right. Perfect. And it's organic. It's it's created. It's not wait till I find the right one that sounds right. I'm creating that right sound. Right. Big Herm in the house. Nice. All right. So we're going to do the men. I'm going to lead off. And uh, I, I made a quick audible. I switched my three and four because the more I think about it, four needed to move up to three. And I didn't appreciate how good this guy was as a singer growing up as a kid. Until about 93, 94, and that's Simon LeBond from Duran Duran. 
What a fantastic vocalist. And what got me... My man. Working at... You, you remember, I came home with the cassette singles all the time. Yeah, all the time. And it was it was a, a maxi... Homeboy had nothing but metal and... That's not true. Metal and rock and roll. And Tom Jones and, and Travis Tritt. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then... And then... And then you'd go through the stack, and it's in the racks, and you're looking at it, and you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, Homeboy got good music, oh, yeah, doesn't yeah. he? yeah, like Steve Miller and mm. Joe, Joe, Joe Walsh. Yep, and, and NWA and, and all this, LL. And, and all this rock and roll. And then, Wait, what? What? What the hell is this? But when I came home, and uh, he'll tell you, a lot of these cassettes had the sticker on them that said, property of Q105, there were giveaways. Well, we gave them away to each other. <laughs> Statute of limitations is over. Chris was hungry like the wolf. Yes, he was. But it was a maxi signal. It was the two lead singles. I think it was off the wedding album. One of them was Ordinary World, but the one that got me was Come Undone. The, the, the just an amazingly, hauntingly good vocal. And then when he hits that, ah, who do you need? It just owned it. Fucking love Simon LeBon. And if you guys get a chance, if you have the streaming network, I believe it's Paramount Plus, they're rebooting a lot of the old uh, yes, they are. behind the music. Yep. The Duran Duran one is was, amazing. Is one of my favorites. And the one I liked <coughs> almost as much, easily a 1A, Fat Joe. <laughs> love me some Fat oh, Joe. And Jesus there's a funny Christ. story behind it. I'll tell it. On the back end, if we have time. So, to your point on Duran uh, Duran, one of my favorite bands as a kid. Same uh, here. Um, hung, uh, was it uh, Hungry hung, Like the Wolf, hung, Union of the Snake, uh, Rio, Christ, Rio, Girls on Film. I can the, the whole gamut. They were a great band, and I had all their cassettes. But I never appreciated how good Simon was until that maxi single made its way into my house. Ordinary I world. I really wish you people could sit. And in, in, in the studio and see this when with what I'm about to say, but my mother loved Duran Duran. God bless that woman. <laughs> Crazy as a bat, but I love that woman. <laughs> Ordinary World, I thought was the perfect fucking song. At the Until time. you heard "Come Undone," I mean, that's what, the, the, we're on the same page. It, it, it's like if you could put a scale, you're like it would tip slightly. You're one ounce away from being perfect. All right, I'm gonna sound like an asshole dickhead music aficionado but not all of their later shit did i really enjoy no notorious I, was bad I, a lot I of i was i was very very i really really liked their first album oh yeah it's an, uh, i know it was super it's in poppy, one of these boxes over here <laughs> but it, but it, it was still a keyboardist a bassist a drummer a guitar player and a singer yeah it was it was a band yeah it wasn't a guy with uh, all right, so yeah, it wasn't 74 producers making a beat and one singer just singing some lyrics. Hi, Beyonce. Uh, Nine Inch Nails. Reznor did most of those records, but when they went on the road, they owned it. They did own it, but... And that's what why people... I'm a Dave Grohl fan. I gotta be oh, honest. God oh, bless oh. Dave Grohl. You fuck me. Uh-oh. All right, anyway. Go ahead. Um, no, no, you got a number three, or are you still sticking on Simon LeBon right now? I, that, that was like four. Okay, four. I switched him from four to three because I thought he needed more love. All right, so are we going to go with the top four dudes and and have to drop it? 
what do we do? Because we we got to make it fair so nobody comes down. No, we're gonna go three three. I moved number four, Simon right, LeBond, right, right, to right, number yeah. three. We'd probably take some lip if we did four dudes and three girls. When we rattle ladies. off the other singers, we're not gonna go as deep into the weeds. I, I said ladies. I called them dudes and called the females. If we did four. Ladies, it's not saying. like you came out and said you bitches need to chill. If we did four dudes and three girls. Uh, there be an investigation. I've said that before. <laughs> I, I want to say one thing because a phone call I got today from someone who I will not mention, but she pisses me off very often. I understand. I understand now the term "broad assumption" because that broad assumes a lot of shit. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you, and you can take that one too. Write it down. Don't tell your wife I said it though. Hi, Jen. Oh, she'll be listening. Yeah, I know. Wednesday. Thanks. Take it to the bank, bitch. <laughs> Fucking ice pick in my eyes. She's eye. my number one fan, bro. Yes. We're like lower down on the list. But. Like like Misery? <laughs> Maybe. I'm your number one fan. The movie or the Anthrax song? Same, same. Both. John John Bush should be on this list, but he's not. All right, so. Number three. <clears throat> my number three, you guys may agree or disagree, is James Labrie. Wow. Dream okay. Theater. Dream Theater. All Pull right. me under. That was my first favorite Dream Theater song. It was like the third song I ever heard by them, but Pull Me Under, on record or live. Dude's got pipes. All right, so backstory to that. I went to college with a kid who grew up in Boston who knew Dream Theater. Nice. And he calls me on a Thursday night and says, hey, what are you doing tonight? Uh, what are you doing tomorrow? I'm like, ah, nothing. I'm off work. He's like, all right, I'm going to come pick you up. We go to this little club in 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 Mass, at like Cambridge or something, and this band I never heard of, Dream Theater. I'm like, what the fuck is this all about? <clears throat> He's like, just sit back, tune out, and just listen. And this is when that album, Images and Words, Images and Words, wow. just came out. Holy fucking shit! Was an experience. It was definitely an experience. I'd put him up there, and I don't know who's on your list, and I'm not pimping your list, but I'd put him up there in the pantheon of you know true singers in hard rock, heavy metal, with guys like Jeff Tate. Um, he almost, Jeff almost made my list. Same. <clears throat> same, not on my list. Problem being, because Queensryche was so commercialized. Everything after Empire was shit. Yeah, it, it got really, really convoluted, and it was just like it, every song was a hit, blah, blah, blah. Dream Theater has never had an actual top 40 song nope. or, or top 100 song or a top 200 record on the Billboard charts. Nice. That's what makes me appreciate the band, number one, and his vocal talent, because he wasn't the original singer. No. He was the second singer. Wow, I that, that was a curveball I was not expecting. So I know Herm's got some picks, but we'll go through our list. We'll get all his three, like, bang, bang, bang. Yeah. Uh, number two on my list as a singer, criminally underrated. Everybody thinks of him as, as this wild guitar player. Everybody thinks of him as this, like, heavy metal shred guy. But when you hear you hear him sing, actually sing, it gives you goosebumps, and that's Zach Wilde. Black Label Society, Pride and Glory, and obviously 
longtime guitar player for Ozzy Osbourne. I love Zach Wilde. Dude could push my family down a flight of steps, and I'd still love him. Um, but you know, you could go, you could point at Stillborn, Suicide Messiah, Counterfeit God. But the tribute to Dimebag Daryl, when he does in this river, it is shivers. Up and around this world, yet I see no end. All shall fade to black again and again. This storm that's broken me, my only friend. Yeah. And it's it's you can tell it's from the heart. You can tell he's pouring his soul out. He's not singing poorly, but you get that. You get a little growl. He's singing. You get err every now and again. Zach Wilde is just fucking bomb to me yeah, he again you like you said amazing shredder um that's what he was known for but again applying multiple skill sets to his craft mm-hmm. i think his vocals in black label society you, the first time i saw him i literally got yeah and I, again goosebumps right and go back to um i remember when he split from oz for a little while and did pride and glory and that you, was were, good... you were expecting shred, and you got heavy bluegrass music. It was like 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 metal metal country, right? And you're listening to that banjo in the beginning of uh, was it losing your mind? Yeah. And then the guitar kicks in, and you're expecting him to just err like a Pantera guy. He's like, I woke up early this morning as I looked around. I'm like, wow, motherfucker can sing. He can, and and that. People look at guys who who are like multi instrumentalists or um, singers, singers and guitarists or bass players, drummers, whatever, blah blah blah. Uh, kind of like Phil Collins. Good choice. Not not your list. Though. I don't know what you're not saying. My, but, you're equating, but, but I'm equating the Phil Collins to the Zach Wilde. Right. Phil Collins could play the fuck out of a drum set. He could also sing like a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And it, it, in the air tonight was I'm I'm gonna throw this out there. That was on my top 10 list and I had to pare it down. Okay, watch this. What's my favorite Phil Collins slash Genesis song? And if you get it wrong, you're in trouble. I know what mine is. Okay. Okay, mine is Mama. Great song. Uh, your Phil Collins song. Slash Genesis. I have two, but one could supersede the other at any moment. Um, I'm so drawing a blank on this. All right, one of them is No Son of Mine. That's usually 1A. That is an, that is excellent, an excellent song. song. The <laughs> oh other one is I Can't Dance. I can't. Love I was going to fucking say that. <laughs> I can't. I can remember you doing that dance across the fucking living room on Gear Avenue. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. All right, Lynch. Number, wait a minute. Wait, 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 what wait, are we at? Two? Number two. All right, so I missed out on number three. We're going to get all of yours in one big herm ball all at right. the end. All right. All right, here it is. Go. Keep all going. Right. Where so, are we going down to uh, one? Yep, number two for number Lynch. Two. All right, we're, at, we're, we're just over a half hour right now. Just all right, so we can all throw all the honorable We got a lot of shit in. out here. And um, get clips. Yep. Billy Joe Armstrong. Okay. Okay. I'm... I need to hear a little. I'm curious I'm, as I'm to curious, why. I'm curious, and I'd like to hear a little more support so, on this. Nothing so, from Dookie counts. No, no, nothing. no, no. I'm talking nothing. I'm talking like the concept album. Got you, the, like American okay. Idiot. Okay. American all right. Idiot. All right, all right, all right. All right. <clears throat> um, it's the one Green Day album I like. It is. It is. Uh, it's the one album I'll listen to. <laughs> 
I, I again not a popular choice. It's not about popularity though. I mean, but it, to me, criminally underrated. Um, you know the situation we went through <clears throat> how many ever fucking years ago where he like had a breakdown on stage. Yeah, due to um substance abuse and mental issues. It was COVID. <laughs> it was nineteen. Um, we all had substance abuse during COVID. <laughs> Um, All they allowed us to do was drink and order takeout. Right? What do you want? I eat. I may or may not have abused the DoorDash guy once or twice. I smoked so Where much are my meat. fucking tater tots? I fucked them. No. Um, <laughs> at the library? Hey. After six o'clock. Hey, hey, hey. The statute of limitations has run up on the library. I'm almost free to go back. So my favorite album from, from Green Day slash Billy Joe Armstrong is Warning. Okay. Um, but what's the song you want to use as your example? Minority. Um, he, this is when he kind of like brought himself into, into what he was trying to accomplish. With his with his career, and he got better from there. Everything okay. everything prior, which is like, do you have the time? Huh. Try with that faux British punk accent, which pissed me off. So, I appreciate that album for what it is. It's a coaster. It it is. I I I can put my you know my Pringles can Australian for beer. Beer. Um, but everything after that, he matured. All right, I'll buy it absolutely. And I think he was. That album is the most criminally underrated rock album from the year 2000. Okay. I'll I, buy I it. think every cut on that album, he. He's, you know what I'm going to do now, right? He's expressing himself. You know what I'm going to do now, fuck right? Fuck you. No, I'm going to well, go. Not the buzzer fuck face. I, know, we're gonna I have sh- a two hour drive on Wednesday. I'm going to be listening to that record. We're going to shred that. No. no, no. I'm gonna, I want to hear what he hears. I'm going to listen. I'm going to try to listen with his ears. But at the same time, I want to listen with mine right. and, and kind of get it. So here, here are the biggest singles from. Warning in the year 2000. Okay. Minority. Mm-hmm. Warning. Waiting. Wombat. And Macy's Day Parade. Oh, okay. I thought everything started with W. No. Wombat. Warning. Uh, waiting. Right? No, it, it, it just... Wishlist. All my children's names start with N. <laughs> Which makes you numb nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes you... Fucking Christ. Well done. <laughs> it does make you well done. All right. So this is the part where... I'm about to get all sorts of hate mail at Junction Dysfunction Show at gmail.com. My man got it right. Two weeks in a row. That's right. Herm bought me a couple beers the other night and uh, basically held them above. Not until you get it right. Come on, you can do it. I was like a puppy waiting for a, a snossage. Like, Come on, I can, no, I can do this. I can do this. So I can do this, Mama. I know a lot of people who listen to this show are expecting the words Sammy Hagar to fall out of my mouth. It is not. No, no. It is hard enough to He's be... not a vocalist. Not the one that I would put on this list. And there are many replacements for iconic singers. David Lee Roth was a great performer. Sammy Hagar was a great singer. In my opinion, d- different style, whatever. It's hard to be the replacement of the replacement. And I'm not picking Gary Sharon. I can oh, see your wheels don't. turning. No, I'm, I'm say, not. If you go the Motley Crue route, I'm going to stab you. Absolutely not. John Robbie. The man, the man and the voice that inspired me to come up with this topic was Arnel Pineda from Journey. Whole, oh, oh, my God. No, no. Genius. I can get behind this. 
I can get behind this. And the reason you're going to get behind it is because live in Manila, when, and I said this about Steve Aguieri when he was in Journey, if you close your eyes, it kind of sounds like Steve Perry. When Arnell, who doesn't know a lick of English when he joins the band. It's better than it, Steve it's Perry. It's so it fucking crisp and, and clean. You know when I learned this? Okay, so years ago, remember when we used when I worked at the casino? Yeah, and we used to close our restaurant on Monday nights yep. and go over to the terra to yeah, the to yeah, the uh, Chiefs Deli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, <clears throat> one night <clears throat> we'll remind you. Oh, sorry. One night we <laughs> closed our restaurant and went to work out of their neighboring restaurant yep. overnight. There was a Journey concert in the Wolf's Den at Mohegan when Sun When they were Casino. first introducing him yes. to the world. I was, was kind I was of, there for that. He was just kind of there. And I basically stood in that restaurant all night because it was slow and overnight and on the grave shift and listened to him do a Journey set. Mm-hmm. Um, the man sings Steve, Steve Perry songs better than Steve Perry could ever hope to sing them. And just take a listen real quick to... And, and I'm a Journey fan. I know. Like, I have all Who is of it? that Who shit. isn't a Journey fan, for fuck's sake? I have all that shit on vinyl, dude. And this man sings Journey songs better than the originals. T- sit back for about 15, 30 seconds and listen to Separate Ways Live from Manila about, I don't know how many years ago, but here it is. Just and if you've never seen the documentary on Arnell that was on Netflix for years, I'm sure you can find it somewhere, YouTube, whatever the fuck. And they talk about his first ever public performance in front of a big audience, like 35, 40,000 people. He rocked it, dude. But he ran he around in the first song. He ran around so much it was only the young. And he's running around and he's glad handing and he's running back and forth. And he by was the, exhausted by, by the, the first song. By the second song, he was gassed and he stood he stood basically in about a, a 10-foot circumference and didn't move outside of that because his legs hurt, his arms hurt, his face hurt. No, he went full bore for five minutes. But and that kid's got pipes. He's awesome. He's no, amazing. Seriously, he does. He's amazing. All right, so I popped you twice. This is awesome. Fuck you. No, I'm saying it's good thing. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, Don't make me get the buzzer out. You haven't spoken yet. <clears throat> Number one um, is not better than mine. Well, I didn't. I didn't do this by ranking. I did did this by out of my then head. Then you did it wrong. Well, <laughs> I did the same thing, but I, I made sure. I wanted to make sure that the right guys got the the yeah, and the mean, right I, girls too. I, I literally went through this like I told you last night. Yeah. Um, I had would have to do a complete deep dive through my library, and I literally just threw music on all night and listened. So these were just I listened to music for six hours, and this is what I my three later right are what I came up with after just listening to. No, this ain't it. All like, right, let's get his out of the way before he goes. All right, so you mentioned earlier Dave Grohl. Okay, well actually Herm did. Oh, I I'm a I fucking love Dave. I'm a Grohl. Dave Grohl fanboy, bro. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. All right, he's, so documentary. he's my he's my non-sexual male crush. <laughs> um, Everlong is one of my favorite <laughs> fucking songs on the planet. Hello, I- 
and it's it's not that he's under it, it, not that he's all right so Foo Fighters came from Nirvana mm-hmm. and at the beginning hey have you ever noticed that the singer from the Foo Fighters looks exactly like the drummer from Nirvana I'm telling you it looks so close like I don't know where they're from kids are stupid they, they could be related so the first Foo Fighters album was Dave Grohl he did every fucking yeah. instrument he did was that the record with learning to fly uh, I can tell you. No, that was that was the album. That, that was the had second like album. A, okay. There goes my hero. Um, uh, that's another gr- long. All of that. All that hot popular. Oh, okay, shit okay, okay. That first album, Monkey Wrench, my hero, Everlong. Yes. All right, those three songs from that period, nineteen ninety-seven. Yeah, are three of the best fucking songs from that era to me. Now, but you're choosing Everlong as as your as go-to. my my personal favorite. Gotcha. It it to me it, it it touches a nerve and it it tells a story and I, I my second choice would be my hero nice I almost that's wrote- that's my Dave that's my Foo Fighters song for if you want to showcase a lyricist that's it right there and that's also and, and- a misheard lyric for me <laughs> there goes my no- hero that is a completely another show there goes my hero Sergeant Airy. <laughs> I don't know who Sergeant Airy is, but he's Dave's hero. So ordinary. Doesn't matter. I heard Sergeant Airy, and I'm sticking to it. Uh, my hero. Fucking Hoff style. All right. So my hero is a favorite song of mine on a secondary list because I listen to, I I hear that song, and I think about my dad. Understood. You know, you know. There is my hero. There he goes again. Dude, that 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 whole Sergeantary. That whole Foo Fighters first album is an amazing thing. Um, after Kurt painted the fucking ceiling with his skull <laughs> in the wall, or to Courtney. the ceiling, to the um, wall, with my brains against the, the hall. Wall. Dave, Dave pretty much swore music off for four years. Um, yeah. Well, no, he he basically said that he was never going to do that again. Yeah, and then four years and later, he, he owned uh, shit. I, I only know this because. I watched. You watched the, the documentary. Yeah, Hall I did too. Fame. No, I watched. Oh. I watched the 2021 Hall of, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. Yeah, yeah, I did too. Um, and Foo Fighters were pulled in last night, uh, as well as some great, great artists. Who else went in? Uh, uh Carol King went in. Nice. Uh, Billy Preston went in. Oh, fantastic um, choice. Um, LL Cool J went in. Good. Jay Z went in. Okay. Um, there, and th- there's a there's a bunch of other artists that went in that I'm forgetting. Um, Until Motorhead and Judas Priest go in, fuck them. But finally uh, got kissing. Foo though. Fighters in, went in last night, Good. and the whole Deserved. thing with Foo Fighters is like Dave realized that music was his was was going to save him. It's his soul. Mm-hmm. It was cathartic. There was there was. There was therapy and healing in it. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a cathartic um, experience. So, and and the really weird thing last night was that um, the person that inducted them was Paul McCartney, who fan okay, fucking so yeah, who after uh, uh, very similar to the Foo Fighters almost um, made my list by the way. After, Paul McCartney, yeah, me too. After the Beatles broke up and that all went to shit, um, Paul created he wings. Created wings. Uh, but when Paul created Wings, he did it kind of the same way Dave did. He went into the studio. He played every instrument. With he, the exception of one that his wife did. That his wife did. But he pretty much played all the instruments. And even and 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 he even made a joke last night when he inducted them into like, 
Are you guys copying me? <laughs> be- because that's Let's be literally clear. what Dave did. Whether or not I like the Beatles, everybody copied the Beatles. Yes. Motorhead copied Everybody. The they Beatles. were an influence to so many artists. And whether or not I like them, you know, it, it's the age-old argument, Beatles and Stones. Why not both? Why not steak and cheesecake? But the thing with, with, with Foo Fighters is that Dave completely went in and made the entire album, released an album, started selling it, and then went out and found artists that could execute what he had written. And and unlike most artists, Dave went out and found, okay, the drummer from Foo Fighters, and I forget his name, has more technical ability than Dave could ever hope oh, yeah. for. And, and he, he knew it. And he, picked- he, hired, he hired musicians that were better than him in every fucking... Instrument the fact that in he got band. the fact that he picked off Pat Smear from the Nirvana touring band yes. was fucking gorgeous, dude. And the drummer that he sucked up, that he just literally just pulled away from a yeah obscurity. Alanis Morissette that was on the middle of a tour. He's yeah, her, he was he no one. He goes drummer. on the Alanis tour and he's like, "You want to come join me?" Terrell, yep. Terrell Hawkins. Thank you. Yep. Great. Oh my god. So, so I just watched so the uh, his newest <laughs> uh, music music their newest movie. Yeah. Music video. Music video. Love Dies Young. Okay. Their videos are like the funniest and just most entertaining videos you can ever watch. Um, yeah. But I think that the the level of artistry that he picked, handpicked, and has continued to handpick when members cycle through the Foo Fighters, yep. it shows his, his big brain. He goes for he, technical and he goes for feel, and but... I think he wants hunger that's, the most. That's the thing is 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 he you, wants to give. Wait, the- wait, wait, wait! I'm focusing on a, a phrase you just said. Is that as they cycle through the Foo Fighters? Okay, so other than the lead guitarist, which they swapped out and brought somebody else in, right? But he now plays with them again at right. the cycle. And other than and other than the drummer, they've been the same band. For 27 years. It was two years into the Foo Fighters that they brought those two other guys in. Right. For 25 years after Nirvana, they've been the same band. Can I piss people off real quick? Sure. Nirvana's not as good as everybody thinks they are. No, no, they had their place. They're not not as good as everybody thinks. I'm not saying they're not good or great. No, they had their place. They had their place in music history. They were not as good as everybody thinks they were. Thank you. Dave will tell you, um, even when, and I watched it last night during the Hall of Fame induction, um, when Dave decided to hire all these musicians, they were going. They went on tour because the the the, the record company was requiring a tour. They started playing these shitty little five hundred dollar a night fucking gigs. By the end of the tour, they were selling out sixty thousand people stadiums. Stadiums, yeah. Just he's unbelievable. They, they, that, that, that's the bottom line. And what I noticed last night was as whatever they were doing when they started. Okay, twenty five years later, they are when they played li- live last night. They sounded as good live as twenty five years ago as all the the studio magicians. Mm-hmm. Made them sound. They've d- completely developed their sound, and they've completely come into. All right, and, and, and close uh, out Dave Grohl because we have to get the uh, 
chauvinist pig who did not list any female vocalists on his so rankings. I didn't have time I was busy I'm not saying the ladies don't have it I just don't have it this week so Nazi, send your hate to junction so to Mike, show you at can email. Me, it's all right. to Mike's point about what he just said about live I've seen Foo Fighters I want to say six to eight times live you can't tell a live track from a recorded track. That's no. the beauty of a great band. And that, that he his his genius in picking the right people and surrounding himself with brilliant fucking musicians. He's criminally underrated. And I he's th- a genius. He's he doesn't. Dave Grohl's a musical genius. The musical genius. He doesn't take himself so seriously. He just wants to have fun. He wants to get uh, YouTube videos of him pulling kids out of the audience to play fucking guitar. Yeah, you can see you've seen the YouTube videos. Oh yeah. The kid there's, who really makeup. Okay, I still want to know so, why he was painted up so like Kiss at a Foo Fighters last show. Last night, while they were doing the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction, the guitarist from Foo Fighters is playing a yellow guitar, <laughs> and on that guitar, he had a Ace Frehley sticker on it. Now, the other video I had to show Travis last night, my son, was the video of he the, don't know the Metallica kid. Oh yes, Again, the, he, he was he like like ninety, and he's li- literally the kids like play, play, hanging on stage and playing the guitar, and Dave's like, um, "You want to keep that?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and he hands the guitar over, and part he calls and parcel. the kids' mom over, and he's like, "Yo, if I here, but if I see that shit on eBay next yeah. week, I'm, <laughs> yeah. gonna yeah. I'm, I'm gonna find your ass." And but, but his expression was like, hand on head, like, "Holy yeah, shit!" Yeah, and my son Trav was very much like that is. That is the coolest thing I've ever thought. He was like, that's such a Dave Grohl thing to do. It is. He's like, that's such a Dave Grohl thing He's like to do. the Oprah of rock and roll. You get a guitar. You, you get, get a guitar. guitar. You get a guitar. It's all about, and to his credit, it's all about paying it forward to where he He doesn't began. forget where he came from, exactly. and that's the beauty of it. He, he, he hasn't forgotten where he's coming unlike from. Unlike those butt rags from Nickelback who can suck a bag of dick. I had to throw that in there, sorry. Very nice. Fuck Nickelback very, sideways. Very nice. I can tell you remind me. I'm gonna kick you in the dick. All right, Herm's got Herm's got his three male vocalists that he would like to spot. All right, so I'm gonna throw these out, and we're gonna see what everybody says. My musical taste is a little different. It's a little funky. It's very much influenced by my my parents and what I listened to around the house growing up. All right, so my number three um, vocalist that is doesn't get as much recognition as they have is Mickey Thomas. Now, I know a lot of you have heard of <laughs> Mick and Slick with the whole starship starship thing and the, I get it. If you really really want to hear some vocal ability from Mickey Thomas, you're looking for a track called Fooled Around and Fell in Love. Yes. Absolutely 1,000%. I'm behind you on this one. Fan-fucking-tastic. All right, so in the song, he starts out really, really well within his range. But by the end of the song, there are some parts where he is singing at the top of his lungs. And his range goes from low to high. He has extreme power. And 
he's extremely overlooked when it comes to a vocalist because a lot of the stuff that he did was Starship. Yeah. And the stuff that he's most well known for, unfortunately, is that Starship. Right. Junk. Is that is that eighties to that mid eighties? I had to forgotten late 80s about pop. fooled around and fell in love. Thank you for reminding the, dude, me. Dude, the, the 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 lyrics on that just are amazing. This is how you remind me. <clears throat> yeah. Fucking nickelback. All right. Christ. So next. All right, next. Number two. My number two is Tom Kiefer. Oh, oh fantastic. Wow. Choice. All right, now, Tom Kiefer was the lead singer from Cinderella, and my song for this is Don't Know What You've Got Till It's, it's gone. gone. I can't tell you, baby, what went wrong. I can't make you feel what you felt so So Tom has a really unique voice. Even in a song like Don't Know What You've Got Till It's Gone, he's he doesn't do well. And there's not a lot of noticeable change between a low dynamic versus a high dynamic. What I get from Tom Kiefer is the quality and the tone of his voice. And the clarity. Yes. It's literally that he... any. Okay, back in the day, there was a big Bon Jovi, Cinderella thing. There was a whole New Jersey thing going on. Yeah, and then Skid right. Row came in and, yeah. So, Bon Jovi really just blew up. And the girls loved the pretty boys. And I get that. Okay. However, I think that any vocalist could have sang a Bon Jovi song. Okay, yeah. I think you could have pulled any vocalist with a semi-raspy voice and made Bon Jovi songs work. I don't think you can plug another vocalist into any... I can name one. Cinderella song. I can name one, only because they did a... Uh, they did a, like a... An, I'd love to hear an it. An evening with Lizzie Hale and Tom All right. Kiefer. All right, I'll give her that. But they did the song that if that were my pick and... Trust me, Tom Kiefer was like right there on my list. Like not quite, but he could make it. I mean, I, I, I get a lot that his tone and his volume the song was I all done with compression. The song I would have picked was Nobody's Fool. Yes. That's a great Very song. Same, yeah. same that, that whole. But he's singing and then he goes into that full Tom Kiefer. I'm not careful. But in the, I count the falling tears. And, and he yes. showed the range. Yes, it was the, right. Which makes him criminally underrated. Right, 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 right. But he, exactly. A broad dynamic range. And, and, and picking the song that he picked with Don't Know What You Got Till It's Gone, uh, you could have went with, uh, what was the one later on? Uh, Hot and Bothered. You could have went with uh, Somebody Save Me. Yeah. You know, but Dude, that. Shit, yeah, Somebody the Save Me. The bluesy shit that they did shake later. Me. Yeah. Shake oh, me Shake awesome. Me. Oh, my God. So yep. good. Who's your number one? All right. So my number one is LeJean Witherspoon. Oh, my God. Hmm. All right. And here's my example. Fan fucking test. My example for this is Waffle. You can hear on Waffle when it comes in, he's quiet 
and soft and sings like an actual lyricist and he's smooth. And then it kicks in all of a sudden and there is this growl and this anger and this feeling that I don't feel comes in. Again, it's another one where nobody else could sing the song and do it justice. I I not only think Lejean is underrated, I think that whole band is underrated. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, they're kind of a fringe band and... They came in at the tail end of of of, a, of an era in the '90s, Seven Dust, where it was it was still cool, but they were on the way out, and it wasn't as cool. But again, everything old becomes new again, and they found a even newer, better audience now that the old shit still resonates. Agreed. I can't remember the name of the song because the first the, that first record every it was like I named the songs just throw throw a word against the wall Poof, that's the name of the song it was yeah. I'm, I'm like my, Terminator I'm yeah. what the fuck stuck. was the name of the song I'm I'm minding my own business I haven't done nothing wrong fuck first Seven Dust album uh, come on you can do this oh, Google geez. Machine Jones if I get to it I'm, first I'm, you're fired. Hang on. All right, I'm gonna Google Machine too. But yeah, what a, what a fantastic pick. I, I I don't think I could have. Wow, I completely slept on Lejean. Wow, unfucking believable. First album was Denial. Seven... No, it wasn't. Was it? No, Black. Black was the name of the song. Okay. Yeah. First album was self-titled. Yep. And oh Seven my Dust. God, Waffle. What a great choice, though. Wow. That is really good. I I, I love that band. And they they were again criminally underrated for their genre and their time. Yeah, yeah I just think that he's totally underrated. Like he can sing soft, loud, and you he know can who cover he re- everything in between. When they came out, you know who he reminded me of Corey Glover. Not on my list, but he very reminded similar, me a lot of very Corey Glover. Technique, very. Similar you could sing quality. and you could belt and you could scream and you could. Wow, just wow, too good. Corey Glover, not on my list. Okay, so quickly, do you have any honorable mentions? Uh, go with you first. All right, I'm going to start with the males because I want the females to be the main event for this particular list. Uh, I got three honorable mentions for the men. The first one, not everybody's cup of tea, but when you have a five-octave range, fuck you. My choice is King Diamond. Yes. And... The choice I'm going to give, I give it every single time, is Welcome Home. Because you go from that operatic, you know, that five-octave voice, and then it's, let me help you, enter the chair, g-g-grandma. And it, he weaves in and out of these voices that, if you're just some schmuck at karaoke, you can't do that. The king is the king for a reason. Right. And Mike will tell you, when I first played him King Diamond, he wasn't he wasn't bought and sold. And, and now, you know, I don't know how many years ago it was, I was... I put something up on Facebook. It's like, you know what? You know what I miss? King Diamond, the back-to-back albums, Them and Conspiracy. I wish I had that on CD. I went to his house a week later just to hang out and have a bonfire. Dude burned me a copy of each CD. He goes, have fun, my man. <laughs> With the bonus tracks, which was Oh, is that important. the one I burned for you? Yes. Yeah, my man was like, yo, I can't even find that. I'm like, hold up. I got that in my DJ <laughs> library, bro. I got this. I'll burn this right now. He did it, and I showed up a week later, and there it was, two... Two King Diamond discs. Yo, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. The very first time that Chris introduced me to King Diamond was with the Them album. And I can remember going out to the bus stop at like 7.30 in the morning. Still dark, too. When it was still fucking dark. (laughs) And the song Them 
would come on. Mm -hmm. And I remember standing there alone at a bus stop at a semi-dark morning, scared On a country road, by the way. (laughs) On a a country road that nobody comes down. Remember just listening to this and feeling that I was fucking scared. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Good call. What are your thoughts? We were supposed to go see King Diamond and then something came up. I don't remember. But... I've only seen King Diamond once in concert, and let me tell you, dude's got pipes for days. And I regret not ever going to see him. And he did all right, considering how many times he got sued. I mean... <laughs> By Gene Simmons alone. Fucking, yeah, it's well, crazy. That's because... Didn't you know Gene Simmons invented air? We will, we will not talk about King Diamond on this podcast. Hi, this is uh, Gene Simmons for GeneSimmonsCoffins.com. From KISS! From KISS! <laughs> all right, let me, let me run through my other two honorable mentions. Um... This one, same reason, he can sing, he can do this thing, but there's a, like you mentioned with King Diamond, there is a quote-unquote fear factor behind listening to this guy, and that's uh, Till Lindemann from Ramstein. Oh. <laughs> and I don't understand. And, and it's in German, so it's say, loud and screaming at you. And, I don't understand a fucking word he says, and guys, if you listen to these songs, please do not look up the English translations. You will hate me for the rest <laughs> of your you're, life. You're going to have nightmares. This is all Chris's fault. And the one, the worst of all of them, but it's my favorite Ramstein song song is Ich tu de Vier, and I'll give you one of the English translations he talks about sticking rodents into you. So The hard way. <laughs> yeah, it's not exactly like he's inviting himself, you know, hey, may I please put these mice into your hoo-ha? Do they no. wrap them in electrical tape first? Or? No, that's okay. later. That's just later. To, uh, later. Whether it's live, whether it's on the record, uh, Rammstein sounds fantastic no matter what. Uh, the Audible I called earlier, I moved Simon Lamont up the list, but this dude definitely deserves to be in this conversation as criminally underrated vocalists. His name is Don Dockin. I, right. I will agree. Quite right. a, he's All got right. a smooth voice and he that. can rock. But yep. when you listen to a song like Heaven Sent, you understand. He's smooth, but he rocks. He can do he can do it all. And then the solo record he did in ninety two was fucking fantastic. And do you do you know who his guitarist was on that album? I do not recall. John Norum from Europe. Holy shit. Yes. And Joey Tempest almost made my list, too. Ooh. So do you have any honorable mentions on the male side? Uh, male side, um, Phil Anselmo. Nice. And I hope you're talking about the stuff he did on Cowboys, because everything after that was growly goober schnots. All right. So toss up between Vulgar's, Vulgar Display of Power and Cowboys. My favorite track off of... Vulgar was This Love. And if I'm going to go with Cowboys from Hell, probably have to say... Say it. Cemetery. Yes! Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Vindicated. I can't believe you like that song. Uh, It's a beautiful song. So fuck off. It shows his... He can actually fucking sing. And then he gets that growl. He yeah, gets, he, he and it shows his in range. the breakdown where he, you know, in a well, cemetery. It shows he can do more than just scream and growl. Right. Well, and that's Chris and I had this conversation years ago when it, we were going to the the MMA fights at Mohegan or something. With, I, uh, was that the Demu Boogier? Yeah, D- Dimmer Boogers or whatever yeah. the fuck. He's like, it's cool music, but all they do is like scream. The DMG, the death metal growl. I can't deal with it. I, I To me, as a guitarist and as a, a multi-musician, I appreciate the music. 
the 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 vocals. Yeah, it's take it or leave it. Okay. But <clears throat> Phil Anselmo is that guy who can do the nice wilting. And Cemetery Gates is the perfect example. Of Cemetery that. Gates, because he goes from, injured, you know, with a tear in her eye, and he's like, "Then you took my youth and threw it exactly. all away." Exactly. And then the, it, when he, he goes, when from, he goes into the deep ground, the Cemetery Gates. Oh, he goes from. I'm hard. He goes from a guy who can actually sing and actually express feeling to express rage within. 30 seconds. And the stuff he's done after that, was it Super Joint Ritual, Down, Phil Anselmo and the Illegals? So much good shit. I can't can't say that I don't like anything he's done post-Pantera. I like everything he's done. I can't say... Post-Pantera, everything he's done is fucking awesome. Yep. Um, I just wish he could have put his his personal shit to bed with the brothers before they passed. I I know. And it's a shame. And... uh, Happy birthday to Chris. Fuckface. Um, it, it's a shame that that there was that like political dy- dynamic. Could me. you imagine in? And I still say Dime would have Dime would still be alive had they worked out their shit and went on a world tour in twenty oh four. It would have been amazing. Yes, because that cocksucker would have never made it on stage. Happy birthday, Chris! Fuck you. Yeah. All right, so we're on to the honorable mentions for the females. They are the main event tonight. Uh, my first honorable mention uh, had a couple hits, but again, another voice that when you hear it, it's it's goosebumps. Bonnie Tyler, I love her. Excellent, love her. And, Good choice, man. And the perfect example of her range and ability is holding on, holding out for a hero because she sings and then she rocks and then you know she brings it all back and she has such a unique voice too so you know there's nothing not to love about Bonnie Tyler except when she tried to do a kiss song it didn't sound right you know she what? did hide your heart oh yeah yeah okay which great song by kiss but like 15 people put that same song out that year right it it watered it down right it was terrible uh next on the list some people say she is Amazing. Some people say she's underrated. I say she's underrated. Alison Krauss. And if you've never heard Alison Krauss, listen to Whiskey Lullaby. Her voice is haunting and it's smooth and it's sweet. And there's just there's something about the way she sings. It draws you in. It's it's like you you have to listen to me. I'm singing to you. Please come this way. And my last one, um, because of the comments I made two weeks ago. I've gone back and gone through the catalog, especially Plastic Hearts being a great fucking album. I I, I, I cannot put Miley Cyrus on this list. Oh, you just fucked me. No, I didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> I'm over here. He's watching. And if I did, it was twenty nine ninety five. Pay up. Um, well, plus tax, it's like thirty two fifteen. But again, it's I'm four ninety nine for the first minute, a dollar ninety nine each additional minute. Kids, get your parents' permission before calling, or do like Herman and I did, and that's another episode for another time. <laughs> but again, I'm going to point back to Heart of Glass. It's the rasp, it's the attitude, and that whole Plastic Hearts album. I've been overdosing on that shit. It's really, really good. I didn't give her credit enough with Wrecking Ball, and I, I can get past I'll, all the Hannah Montana shit. I'll give you that, dude. I mean. I'm not a Hannah Montana fan. I had to um, watch it. I have a daughter. I understand that. I've got three beautiful boys with blonde hair and blue eyes. It's 
it's literally all I know how to do is 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 make blonde haired blue eyes. So you're keeping the Aryan nation alive. I was just gonna say, Ladies literally, and gentlemen, it's like our producer Adolf I, Hitler. I, I, I was just gonna say, <laughs> you say this. I was literally just gonna say, I am I'm continuing Hitler's That's wet bullshit. dream. All right, he's not really like that, but they do all have blonde hair and blue eyes. All three of them. I wish I knew their father. Send Hitler my love. Me too. Because you are a dark-haired guy from his life, like like Jet Black Jones until now when you're gray, it's okay. But yeah, you like, can see the, the salt fuck, and pepper thing going on. Where did the blonde hair, blue eyes come from? Your dude? first it's, wife? It's got to be all Not blonde. It's Your second wife? Well, not blonde. Well, did they have blue eyes? Okay, yes, they did. did she did have blue eyes. Where'd the blonde hair come from? I don't know. It must be. It must, I have no maybe idea. they're born with it. Maybe it's, it's Maybelline. I don't fucking know. It's all I know. Does how Maybelline to make. make hair color? I only know how to make no makeup. Hair I'm fucked if I don't. Revlon is uh, here. Oh color. yeah. What, what was the commercial? This so on and so on. That's <laughs> a shampoo. So on and so on. That's and not so the on. color. God yeah. damn it. All right. So those are my honorable mentions. Do you have any honorable mentions? Now we're talking about women folk. Yes, here. the women folk. All right, yeah, so we got you like five ten minutes left, man. man. You, you right. stole my fucking Miley Cyrus. No, use it. That's the only use one it. we've matched on. Make your point. Yes. So wrecking ball. Not a great rack, but everything else is good. Eh, you know. Uh, and I mentioned this. Girls with fat asses are God's God's way of apologizing for no tits. Yeah, it lets <laughs> us know he loves us, like marshmallow fluff. But Jennifer, I love you. <laughs> she's got a good rack. Did I say that out loud? I didn't look. Anyway. Um, I did every fucking time. So we mentioned Since this. Since high school. What? Two weeks, <laughs> I want to say two, two weeks ago. Yep. About how underrated she was. Yeah, like, when we talked yeah, about yeah, Heart of Glass. It, I think it was either the teaser. No, or it was episode, episode two. one or two. Yeah, I think it was one or two. Um, where she broke out of her Disney kid shell to be her own woman. And Wrecking Ball, I think, was her catalyst to propel herself to be that be her own fucking grown-ass woman and the passion behind that song is amazing and so i'm gonna say wrecking ball and i think Can i repeat uh, uh. i'm gonna tell you why and i'm gonna take about 30 seconds to do this wrecking ball is to miley cyrus what lick it up is to kiss i was just gonna say it's a crossover hit it's the hit that she made that allowed her to cross over and pull I get the, that. and pull the group. No, I, no, I get I, that. No, I get it too, bro. And, and I'm right there with you. But it's uh, not as good a song as everybody thinks it is. Bingo. It's literally just a song that was acceptable enough by the masses. You know, like allow, lick it up, right? To pull her in and for and just enough of everybody to like it enough that she went that way. It allowed that. That that album as, but she got me into trouble. It allo- that album allowed her to go where she wanted to go, right? And where right. she needed no, to go, right? And but it, yes, it was not good. She can be naked licking a fucking sledgehammer. They call it art. I'm naked licking a sledgehammer. I get kicked out of Home Depot. All right, they tell me I'm <laughs> drunk and I gotta go home from Home Depot. That's what I'm saying. But to me, Wrecking Ball is her lick it up. I've binged the catalog. I'm really, since Heart of Glass, I've been really exploring all her stuff. The stuff she did with Billy Idol when she did Rebel Yell on stage with Billy Idol. Yep. The stuff she did with Metallica. All sorts of nice stuff. Oh, her, Meta- her but, Metallica, her black album shit is amazing. But Wrecking Ball is Wrecking Ball is to Miley Cyrus what Lick It Up is to Kiss. But I, I, I use that song as the example as to where it propelled her to where she is now. Taking more... It. 
taken more seriously, taken more confidently as a vocalist. Okay. You can't deny your pipes on that song. Granted, Correct. It's 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 not, you know, it's it's not Hey Jude. It's not this. It's not. Very few things are. It's not. For every Hey Jude and Cashmere, right, and um, whole lot it, of love, there's a hundred shit songs and paint it black. Yeah, you got a catalog full of junk, right? But it it was her catalyst. There's a reason no one says "Mixed Emotions" is one of the greatest Stone songs ever written. Right, you get right. what I'm saying. Right. Do you have any anybody else you want to mention? Um, you're probably both. I do, but I'm gonna wait for you because I can't believe neither one of us had this person on their female list. Um, you're probably both gonna slap me. Taylor Swift. Okay, let me lean in real quick. Um, no, I buy it. I buy it because her country stuff was fantastic. She made the transition to pop, also fantastic. I, I just that I middle just, stuff I just, sucks. Yeah, the what stuff she's doing the, now because like yes, thank you. He just Braun, because Scooter Braun basically said, "Go fuck yourself." And I own your masters and go fuck yourself. And then she said, she fuck went, you twice. Okay, fuck you twice. I'm going to go record all of those songs that I'm allowed to record and make my own fucking masters. And now I own them again. I make jokes about Taylor Swift that I like Taylor Swift when I watch her on TV on mute. That was an adult move. Right, right, right. Um, my daughter loves Taylor Swift. I bought her a Taylor Swift calendar, and when she's away, I make uh, captions above her head, like "I miss my husband Chris." And then she, there was this one where she's sitting at a picnic thing, so I took the sweater, I put a little heart on it, it says "Chris." I make these jokes, but I watched Miss Americana willingly, Dude, and she did a really nice I found I night. find out more that I like her than I don't like her. And if there's a song that I can throw out, is "Nobody No Crime." That was. My top pick, I actually right there, my man. Um, again, disconnection from her previous uh, career as a country western artist, and she again establishing a foundation to her further further ugh, further her career. No, I can see that. I can see that. I mean, I I wasn't real big on the country stuff she did. I'm not a big country fan. I'm not um, either. I wasn't big on a lot of the stuff she did. <clears throat> um. And, uh, to, to do that whole swing from country to pop. Right. Um, she's getting older. She's starting to do adult things. Totally respect her for this whole move where they wouldn't let her have her masters. So she went and recorded everything and made her own. Right. Look, if you won't work with me, then I'll make whatever I need to happen happen. Right. Whether you're involved or not. I can respect that as an artist. Um, so yeah, I can totally see where where that that ends up on on that list. No, I I, I think she's done a great job thus far, and I, I wish her many success. I wish her to show up at my house naked. Well, there you go. And I do have to say, the last record, I think it was Reputation, was the most seriously adult album she's made. And I know I'm missing one, the one with nobody, no crime. I'm not gonna look it up. It's no. the new one. Yeah. So fucking deal with it. Are, are, is your list complete? I'm done. I'm upset that not one of us, as a performer, this woman is looked at as a goddess. But as a vocalist, I think she's even better. I am upset that not one of us invoked the good goddamn name of Tina fucking Turner. Oh, but I don't, I don't think she comes under that list. On a, As an underrated vocalist? No, not at all. I do. 
I don't. At She's looked all. at as a performer with the heels you, and the dresses and the gimmicks. I watched you, her documentary. You watch I love the motherfucker. Oh my god! Beautiful dude. They they pulled her in last night. Did they? Invented nice. Her last night. She's already gone in with Ike. They pulled her in last night. Is Ike by dead? Her, by the way, yes. Good. Fuck him. But they 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 inducted her last night into the Hall of Fame as herself. Well deserved too. Absolutely. But I, think I, about I, it. And that I guess that's the thing is I didn't even consider her as an an uncredited as a vocalist though. She's, dude, she's fucking amazing. Underrated though. So I don't even though. give her underrated. I think. Dude, she had look at 10, some of these look at some had, of these top ten lists that she go had on all twenty years of nothing but hits. Everything she touched turned to gold. Everything and not even the Ike and Tina Turner stuff. Fucking classic. Uh, Nutbush City Limits still to this day one of my favorite songs. Uh, Proud Mary, the way she does it, fan fucking tastic. Go to the solo stuff. Uh, Private Dancers, Steamy Windows, the song she wrote about me, simply the best. Um, all <laughs> okay. this stuff. We're not even going to put a Tina clip in here because you guys just go out and find you some Tina Turner shit because she's that fucking good. I will agree that I I think overlooked. Overlooked sometimes equals underrated. Correct. So she's an icon of our generation because of our age group here. Mm -hmm. That was the first woman over 40 that I slapped the ham to. (laughs) (laughs) Was was Chris in heels or was Tina in heels? Yes. (laughs) Both? Um, I cannot confirm or deny. I'm invoking my Fifth Amendment privilege. I am not. I do not answer questions. I'm a sovereign citizen. Oh, stop with that shit. <laughs> That's next week. Um, no, I, I think you're right. I think the, the Ike and Tina stuff was kind of oversh- overshadowed by the relationship dynamic. But nobody knew it at that time. Come on. But Ike and it, Tina were it, rocking shit. They were rocking shit in their day. Flash forward 20, 15, 20 years. Once all that came out, it it kind of like tarnished that that volume of the and the, that that record of their of their career. Right. And it, what uh what's up what's up got to do with it? The movie Angela Bassett, Angela and, Bassett, and, uh, Lawrence Fishburne. Yes, that brought to the to the forefront. It, it made it a blockbuster night. Make it a <laughs> blockbuster night. <laughs> Um, it made it palpable to the people that didn't understand exactly what they went through, what she went through. Sure. As a woman. Did you watch a documentary? I have not. On actually. HBO Max. Dude, get on it. I will. Get Absolutely. on it. Get on our level. I, I mean, I think she's a really, really talented artist and, I, and, and again, an icon of our generation. All right. So if you guys have any picks you think we left off the list or that you would add to the list, junctiondysfunctionshow at gmail.com is where you're going to send the email to. Tell us what you think and... What lists would you like to hear? Because I love doing lists. And we're going to get Joey Casada to come on this show from Top 5 with Joey Casada, my friend. His book, Start With a Dream, and the <clears> two <throat> Wrestling with Joey Licious books, all on sale on Amazon.com. Go and check this guy out. His shorts are, his video shorts are funny. Just did one with Jake the Snake Roberts a couple oh, nice. uh, months ago. Fucking hilarious. Nice. Jo- Joey's a multimedia genius. Love this guy. And I hate him at the same time because we like to pick on each other. Of course. But having said that, I hear drums, so it's time to bail out. Uh, For Chris Lynch, for Mike Herman, I'm Chris Burns. Next week, can we get a fair trial in America in the 24-hour news cycle and social media generation? Special guest coming on to let us know his experience. We'll see you next week. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving.